This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It is February 1st, 2006. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length, featuring our fabulous producer and date reader extraordinaire, Veronica. hi ho Thanks Hello. for the dates. Hello. Thanks <laughs> all for the all dates. the dates. Thanks for all the dates. <laughs> <laughs> now, I always say, I just have to start because my boss told me I had to, by saying that I always say I am the author of The Buzz Report. I'm also... I do a little show here at CNET called The Buzz Report, which is sort of a snotty news program. And you're the author of that show as well. And I'm the author of Almost that show too. the auteur, <laughs> if you will, because it's video. I am producer and star and writer um, of The Buzz Report, which we have sporadically distributed as a video podcast. And now that we are back from the holidays in CES, we will be doing that weekly. Weekly on Monday. On Monday. So you can look for it um, coming to you on iTunes. Yeah, just search for Mondays. CNET. Or Buzz Report. Or Buzz and Report. It'll come up on See iTunes. Molly in action. Veronica, by the way, of course, the reason that it's on iTunes at all. Woot. Yay. And the really funny jokes are the ones I helped with. <laughs> That's right. And soon it will also <laughs> be coming to another any other kind of video aggregator podcast thing you have. Right. Because right now we produce it for um, iPod Solely format. for iTunes and iPod. But we will soon be releasing it in MP4. Darn format wars. I just need wars. all the time. I'm just, know. you know. We need to make Veronica queen of the internet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you like, um, recognize if you like Molly's snotty behavior on the podcast, you'll love it on the video. <laughs> <laughs> also, a big thanks to O'Reilly for uh, putting a link to us over on their podcast page yes. at O'ReillyNet.com, which is a confusing O'ReillyNet dot com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not we'll... Bill O'Reilly. Oh no, the oh, cool no. O'Reilly. No. No, 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 the cool O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also but... I encourage you to listen to theirs too. They have Foocasts, which is podcast from O'Reilly and Friends. Uh, distributing the future, which is kind of one that they have. Make audio is awesome. Make audio, because in case you don't know, O'Reilly does make. So a bunch of good podcasts they, there. They do make magazine. Make is a really they good They do make point. magazine, yes. Which then in turn does a podcast. Yes. So O'Reilly is cool, and we are honored to be listed there. I could see where it's saying O'Reilly does make would leave people wanting a noun. <laughs> <laughs> O'Reilly does make what? Oh my goodness. What do they make? What do they make? O'Reilly does make books. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that is just about enough promotion for one day. Let's move on to the news. Yes. Somebody is suing someone else. That always seems to be the case. This time, it's what the Electronic surprise. Frontier Foundation suing AT&T, nay, SBC, uh, apparently for helping the NSA illegally spy on Americans. Yes, which is pretty interesting. Um, even as the administration continues to say it's not illegal... Apparently, the EFF finds it illegal enough to sue over. Well, and that's why you have courts, right? To <laughs> right. decide these issues. <laughs> exactly. But so it's it's interesting, though, that this has come around to not just being a policy issue, because I know you guys hate it when we talk about politics and we're not going to, but to also becoming a technology issue. They're basically saying, like, telecommunications facilitated this listening, and therefore that's who we're going to sue, which I think is kind of interesting. Lawsuit interesting alleges approach. that AT&T Corp., which was purchased by SBC, so this was this is the AT&T side of AT&T, not the SBC side of AT&T, <laughs> uh, has opened its what? key communi- telecommunications facilities and databases to direct access by the NSA, uh, thereby disclosing to the government the contents of its consumer customers' communications. So, yeah, instead mm-hmm. of suing the government, mm-hmm. suing the carrier, suing the carrier for complying with a government order, right? So then, do you think they're going to go on to sue Google if Google were to comply with them um, turning over search records, or will they sue MSN? Well, I was going to say AOL? Google's not doing it, right? right? And they're being taken to court. So would they? Yeah, could the EFF? sue msn and yahoo for, yeah. for complying i don't know i don't know i think that's kind of a to me that's a little bit of a sticky wicket like i don't know you're gonna sue somebody for not being willing to go to jail 
been an NSA. I mean, I don't know. Well, not being willing to go to court, right? Because well, they're not yeah, going to take anybody to, to jail right off. I don't know, dude. The NSA, they would just haul people off. They just make you unpeople. Gitmo <laughs> is where you end up if you say no to them. <laughs> you watch way too All many right. spy movies. Yeah, was, I do watch. Lots. You're going to disappear to Gitmo if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. To less... Molly's not on the podcast anymore. <laughs> what Molly? Happened? There was never a Molly. Well, the NSA has been wiretapping the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to wiretap a podcast because it's right out there for them to listen to. There never was a Molly. <laughs> Speaking of Google and things that people know about you. Yeah, Boing Boing uh, did a thing where an inquisitive geek named Adam Fields asked two key questions. Question one, given a list of search terms, can Google produce a list of people who searched for that term identified by their IP address or cookie value? And question two, given an IP address or <laughs> oh. Google cookie value, can Google produce a list of terms searched by that user? So, you the know, user basically of that IP same address. question both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boing Boing's band manager, as they describe him, John Battelle, relayed that block. question to a spokesperson at Google. And he says, to Google's credit, they rapidly replied to John, yes, we can do that. To both, both of questions. those things. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of helps explain why maybe Google is a little reluctant to turn over their yeah. search term results to the government. Because, whoa, like every sort of scary slippery slope scenario just came true. Well, and yeah, let's be clear. What the government is asking is not for the IP addresses and everything. They're just asking for search terms. But... The the fear is that if right. you allow them to subpoena that information, then there's no reason you can't allow them to subpoena the next step, and, which is the IP addresses and, and cookies. And Google can't plead that technologically they're unable to do that because technologically they are able to do that. And I'm sure they do not want to open that can of worms. And I've searched for Hello Kitty and I don't need the government <laughs> to know that. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about my search things. Except no. they involve, where is the NSA? <laughs> now the NSA knows. I am scared of the NSA. <laughs> Uh, in other Google news, poor Google, man, they blow it. Get that me. company is just that. Wow, they only were, grew eighty-two percent in the fourth quarter. What? That's all? I know. Pish off. They let of, us all down. Yes. Instead of making gajillions of dollars, they only made bajillions of dollars in the fourth quarter, and therefore their shares have plummeted. Well, that's just ridiculous. And to, and you know what? This is the thing that makes me mad about it. It took the whole tech sector down with it. You know, CNET, <laughs> our share price is not so much in the triple digits. So no. it kind of hurts when Google is like, we're going to grow 300%. And then they screw up their own taxes and then they blow it and the, the earnings aren't as good. And then their shares go down and all the tech stocks go with it. I like the way you turned sort of a, uh, a technical uh, disclaimer that you own CNET stock into a ramp. I don't own it. Well, well, I guess I do. You totally do. own it. I got some options. You have the option to own it. I have the option to own <laughs> it. You can own it if you want. But I don't actually own it. Now, I am only concerned for the welfare of my company. I don't want our stock price tanking. <laughs> right. Now, because that means somebody scary like the NSA can come in and buy us. As of this, there or you go, like Sahela. Yahoo. Sahela was writing and wanting a rant. Now she's got at least one. <laughs> there could be more coming. That was an especially crazy Stay rant tuned. and not so much of an informed rant. NASDAQ up 0.1. <laughs> Buzz off, Google. Dow up 0.71. <laughs> And Google at the at this recording is at 397 down 35. Wow. Yeah. Wowie wow. They've been down farther, but they And by 397, we don't mean $3. No, $397. Yeah, don't be feeling sake. sorry for Google. Poor oh things. no, they're under 400. <laughs> boo hoo. All right, when we Ooh, come speaking back Speaking of boo. Uh, when we come back, Aww. we'll speak of boo. Because the newspapers are wanting to get into the whole, uh, you need to pay us for the content that you take from us search engines. A woman gets fired for objecting to DRM, and Microsoft needs to patch the Kama Sutra worm. Will they? 
Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. I don't know why you did that. I have one more Google item. It's pretty What's early the in the Google podcast. Item? To What's break? the other Google? Goobuntu. Oh. Goobuntu? <gasps> Goobuntu. Unfortunately, that's the last you're going to hear of that. <laughs> that's so Google, good. I know a Google spokesperson says, and it's their technology spokesperson who appears to know, They're like, that uh-uh. there, there, there is no such thing as Goobuntu. That Google people use Ubuntu internally, but they're not actually developing a version of the Linux desktop. Do they at least refer to it as Ubuntu when they use it internally? I don't, I hope so. I want to believe so. We can still kind of talk about it. They probably call everything Goo something, right? Yeah. God, it must be fun to work I'm in some Goofy. I'm going to the Goo bathroom. Do you want want Goo cream in your Goofy? (laughs) Your Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway. That's why it's hard to work there. Because you can't take yourself seriously. Yeah. Because... Anyway, Gubuntu is no more. Ah, well. So sad. So rested. Well, you know what? Sometimes these rumors just turn into truth. That's true. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll make it because I'll be like, hey, that's, that's funny. Well, it was, it was fun while it lasted. I'm doing it. It's a funny name. Uh, newspapers getting back on the search engines are aggregating our content and giving people access to it. And we don't like it. They should pay. They need to pay. The World Association of Newspapers announced Tuesday that it intends to, quote, Challenge the exploitation of content by the Googles and MSNs of the world. And where is the World Association of Newspapers based? In Paris. In Paris. And if you recall, the first um, news company to be up in arms about Google aggregating was Agence France Presse. Mm-hmm. Who, who have already filed a suit against Who Google. have already filed a lawsuit, right, saying that, that Google has been offering its photos and stories Without permission. Now, now, what's the quote the that best, you found? Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> the best thing about this entire story is the quote from Gavin Riley, president of the World Association of Newspapers, saying, We need search engines, and they do help consumers navigate an increasingly complicated medium, but they're building their business on the back of kleptomania. <laughs> First of all, I had no idea kleptomania That's had awesome. a back. Kleptomania, I know, neither did I. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. And I didn't realize that aggregating search results was kleptomania. Was tantamount to out-and-out theft. Well, I think what he's saying, perhaps, is that he is actually creating a legion of kleptomaniacs. People who just... (laughs) I read that comic, Legion of Kleptomaniacs. Legion of Kleptomaniacs. That was a great series. They have cute outfits. That's the name of my guild on Warcraft. A lot of pockets. (laughs) If I had a guild on Warcraft, that would totally be my name. um, My guild on Warcraft is totally the new band name. You know how you always say, it's going to be my band Did you see My Guild on Warcraft the other day at the uh, Fillmore? They were great. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Anyway, um, you know what? It's not, they're not stealing. I'm sorry. You know, and this whole thing about, this whole thing about when anyone ever borrows internet, intellectual property, you know, such as copying music, Mm -hmm. it's all becoming stealing now. That's become the war cry of like, they're stealing, they're stealing, they're stealing. And you know why? Because we don't have a firm basis for intellectual property like we have for actual property. Because it was almost the same. I mean, if you really want to go back into Digital feudal property. times and who owned the land and common, there was almost the same argument over the commons in the town because all the land was owned by the Lord under a feudal system. And so the commons was able to be used by everyone. And the whole enclosure movement happened because people said, well, we use this land. It needs to be ours. Mm. So you have a similar argument going on now where intellectual property is is owned wholly by the 
person who makes it, but everybody uses it. Right. And so there's almost this commons movement, maybe a creative commons movement. Oh. Uh, that is saying, hey, we use this and we have a right to it. Right. Yeah. I don't. It, yeah. It does seem to be a corollary to the fair use argument, which is that once it's out there, we should be able to use it. It's not exactly the fair use argument, obviously, because we didn't buy it. Right. Or pay for it. Yeah, I don't know. But the, uh, the, the people on the land didn't buy or pay for the land either. Was I think, it, you, know, you know, I think it's really weird. And I think it probably is somewhat of a difficult situation for news companies and news organizations. But it's also a knee jerk and short sighted response. You're yeah. not going to get Google to go away and you're not going to get them to stop aggregating stuff on the web. Like it's just it's not going to happen. In fact, it's, their algorithm is based on the things that people click on. So the more people are interested in seeing news, the more those results are going to come up. The I mean, problem just, is the way they're aggregating it just bothers the news. Yeah, page. they just don't like the presentation because it, Google exactly. News, the front page, looks like a little newspaper. Exactly. And that, I'm sorry, get over it. But you know what? I click through. And yes. so the uh, the news folks have to actually uh, figure out that this is going to benefit them and figure out how to take advantage of it. Right, exactly. And uh, similarly, uh, a story today from the New York Times, Time Inc. apparently going to cut 100 more jobs um, including 10 jobs at its flagship Time magazine. Now, they already had about 105 management layoffs, and now they're going to have more. And they're basically saying, we're going to focus on our web business, and we're going to become more of a multimedia platform, and also the web scares us, which That's, is just like... Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't the be web afraid. Scares it's going to be okay. Kinda. Yeah, it's going to be fine. You don't need to fire people over it. Well, it's like the senators who didn't really understand the whole DRM thing until they got iPods. Right. You know, you have just, to live it to understand it. And just be smarter about how you're doing your business in your multimedia. I mean, I personally find this weird because just recently I declared that magazines are like my new favorite form of consumption. Oh, yeah. They come right to your house. It's pretty short. You don't have to spend as much time as a book. Like, I love it. Yeah, I just got a subscription to Time and Newsweek. And I read See? them on the, on the bus every day. Yeah, so are they doing layoffs because they're actually losing money or because they're just freaked out? I don't know. I think a lot of ad money is moving to the web, and that could be a, a part of it. It's not so much the circulation decline as it is the ad decline, right. maybe. Right, right. Uh, because, yeah, I, I read Scientific American, and for a while they had their content all on the web and i thought well maybe i should stop subscribing and just read it there but it's not the same it i want to have that magazine i want to be able to sit like you say mm-hmm. on the bus yeah. reading the magazine yeah i just don't i don't know i feel like this is an issue a thing where they could be more creative and they're not other sad news this is really sad actually the internet taking especially for the cowboys yeah and the ponies, <laughs> the, ponies. Yeah. the pony express is doomed and old gabby western you know. union is abandoning the telegram and I, I like this um this quote in here. That's like General Motors getting out of the car business or AT&T getting out of the phone business. Yeah, what Aww. do they do? What else is there left for Western Union? I guess they I send guess they, money. They send so money. They, yeah, money. That's the only thing So you I can't know. send text That's anymore. all I've ever seen on the commercials. Dude, my heart money. is broken, too, because I've never received a telegram. Oh, you can still get, you can I know, still get I one. I never have either. It, just, it would just be money. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well. I guess when you put it that way, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> when it, does it? What does it say? Oh, January twenty seventh, two thousand six. Yeah, so it already yes. happened. So it's already passed, so we really oh, don't have a chance to get a telegram. I know. I was going to put out a request That's for sad. a telegram, but maybe we should fill the gap. Maybe I want you money. all to know, though, that Tom's first response upon reading this story when it was we were in his office was, "What about candygrams? <laughs> <laughs> Are candygrams gone now? Two? What is the world coming to? Hey, luckily we don't work on intellectual property related law firm, huh? A yeah, law firm. you had me scared there until with the law our, firm part. Oh came. no! With all our <laughs> with all our ranting about the DRM and the whatnot, 
Uh, yeah, this sounds like what are you talking about? Oh, no, no, no. This Remember woman at a mid, midtown law firm in New York City. I was actually just trying to catch up, try to find her name. Her name's Inga uh, was fired because she gave an interview to the Village Voice and expressed her opinion on DRM. Mm-hmm. And then the company members came and told her in so many words that she is fired because her views are incompatible with pretty much what the firm does. Right. Well, and although she was feverishly reassured of her right to hold those views, this assurance had relatively little value in her words, however, as I was still fired for expressing the views in question. <laughs> They're like, you can have those views, just not here. Just not here. Which actually kind of makes sense. It's yeah, a little bit legit. I mean, I guess. she's the president. She's an active member of the freeculture.org and president of the NYU chapter of freeculture.org. She is totally anti-DRM. And she works at an intellectual property law firm? Well, she's trying to learn both sides of it. You know, she was trying to get a well-rounded... Yeah, she says she wasn't trying to cause havoc so or, education. or work on the inside well, as some kind of secret agent of IP law. Oh, she's a mole. I'm not saying that she's necessarily trying to do any harm to the law firm. I'm just saying that that is probably not an appropriate place for her to work. And I can see why the law firm would be like, hey, um, your activities have the potential to directly undermine what our business does. And that's, that's your basic conflict of interest right there. So sorry. I also understand her beef, too, though. Which is basically like, I behaved myself at work, I did everything they asked me, and I just expressed myself outside the workplace, and I get oh. fired for that. That's what she says. Yeah, this is a I mean, was she more... blogging on company time? Like, who knows? Right. You know? It's a little oh. more legit than... Um, she was asking for it. Hey, listen to me. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you interrupted Veronica, Tom. Yeah. yeah, I'm always doing that. It's a little more legit than people who have just gotten fired for blogging, you know? Or, yeah. or you know, like, um, an example would be Heather Graham of Deuce.com, who got fired from her job for talking about inappropriate things of what her company thought about on her blog. Right. She was talking a little bit about work, but not so much about the inner workings of her company, which was, I think it was like a PR firm or mm-hmm. advertising. But this girl, you know, kind of was directly working against what her company stood for and worked for. So yeah. it, it is a little more relevant. It makes I, th- a little I more think sense. it is. I mean, I, obviously, we don't have to it like sucks, it. It, it sucks. It sucks that they're, you know... Who knows? I'm sure that, that we can say the law company is standing on the side of evil. But <laughs> really, if your personal views are really, truly incompatible with the company that you're working at, and it's your personal and moral views. Why work there? Why work there? Yeah. I don't Come know, on. though. It, it, could be st- it could be stickier than that. I mean, I like her it quote here. could be stickier than says, a lot of things. All we're reading sad, is her blog. It's a sad commentary on the <laughs> autonomy of law firms that if one is rumored to represent Sony, it must keep its employment policy in check with the politics and business models of its clients. Yeah, but we don't know what the law firm does and who they really represent. No, but it seems reasonable that if you got fired for giving an interview, that it might not be correct. That the interview might not be? She no, that, says right here she's the president of the New York... Well, they had to have known that. That's not like that was a secret. They fired her for saying something in public. I don't know. I'm I. I'm sorry. I'm with the firm. But maybe her saying You're that with in public. The man. Maybe, with the maybe, man. maybe, maybe her saying that in public led them to look more into it and figure out. Yeah, maybe they didn't really, know. Yeah, they. I, I bet it's they not probably like didn't she know had until brochures they saw it. at work. So probably. she deserved it. Ugh. Oh, Tom. We're moving on. Grow Let's up. move on to somebody who's really evil. Microsoft. <laughs> no, this is pretty unquestionable. Microsoft <laughs> won't patch the Kama Sutra worm vulnerability before it strikes. According to an article in Information Week, which we saw posted on Slashdot, Microsoft is aware that Kama Sutra, black worm, my wife, will hit on Friday, overriding office documents, but will not release a patch until its regularly monthly patch release on February 14th. Now because, that's, hey, it's a good Valentine's video. Well, now that's pretty normal for Microsoft, right? Yeah. But what we didn't know... Is the second part of that quote? Unless that is, you subscribe to one of Microsoft's pay security services. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. In which case, your machine will have the worm removed in advance. Oh, oh. brutal! 
so mean. So it's bad enough to Why? be so bureaucratic. Why would you do that? It's bad enough to be so bureaucratic to say, I'm sorry, our patches are only released on this date, and we will, even though we know it's going to happen, we're not going to release it ahead of time. But then to say, oh, unless you pay us yeah, the protection you know, money. The last time we vomit. talked about this issue, we got a very angry email from a user who said, come on, like, do you have any idea how hard it is to write patches for massive, massive pieces of code, multiple products, huge enterprise level software. And that's true. Like there's a reason that they have to aggregate it all and release it in a bunch. And that is totally true. Unless, unfortunately, you, you could actually pay to get it sooner, which means that they have the every capability to do it sooner, even when they know that a virus is coming that is considered very critical and dangerous. That so is you, so oh. like, gross. That is so gross. Yes. Yeah, second buzz off for, Su- for Suhela. <laughs> buzz off, Microsoft. Jeez. Also, uh, really, it's stupid for hackers to waste their time writing viruses when they can actually have credit card data delivered to their door. <laughs> I love this story so much. My, <laughs> the Boston Globe and Worcester Telegram Worcester. Gazette. Worcester. Worcester. Worcester, yeah. Worcester. Thank you. Sorry. What did I say? Worcester? At least I didn't Worcester. say. Worcester. I, I thought yeah. about that. Worcester. I don't know. I'm from the Midwest. Mistakenly sent out slips of paper with the credit card data of up to nearly a quarter million subscribers. They were printed on routing slips attached to nine thousand bundles of newspapers sent to retailers and carriers last weekend. Yeah, identity theft on demand. Yeah, immediate steps have been taken internally at the. Yeah, I'm sure it a bunch of people have on, a shopping wait, block after that. Remember. Oh yeah, was it was it Bank of America card numbers? Because remember that yeah, happened like Choice a year Point. ago, that yeah. uh, all the Bank of America yep. customer information got lost. And Choice Point too. I wonder if it's in. all. I wonder if this is where the missing info went. <laughs> it was not, it's in the it was, paper. It was in the, mail. in the paper. Exactly. <laughs> um, this, Fantastic. This story I think is very cool. This the oh, NFL. Did, did, hold on though. I just read this at the very end of the story. Oh. The reason that they got printed is they used the recycled paper. To print the routing slips. Oh, no. And it contained internal reports with subscriber credit card numbers on the back. Oh. They're trying to be good. They're just trying to save the trees. Oh, well. Trees don't care about Um, credit card numbers. Stop doing that. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) I kind of want to go around carving credit card numbers in trees now. Save my credit rating. (laughs) Yes, seriously. Save my identity. Uh, The NFL is planning to, after the Super Bowl, I think this is awesome. They're basically going to air a show. An entire the, show on the NFL Network on the NFL Network after the game, uh, of made up entirely of Super Bowl commercials. That's cool. I was really let down last year by the Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, I'm they hoping that, that they'll be better. So they, get on that. They will be broadcast six times between Monday and Tuesday next week on the NFL cable channel and on Sprint's mobile network, so you can actually watch them on your little phone. I think this is a possible solution to the whole TiVo dilemma. Mm-hmm. You just make up shows entirely of commercials of the cool commercials. Totally, I'd probably watch I'm sorry. it. There are some commercials out there that are cool and funny, mm-hmm. and people will watch them. And shows are TV becoming is... more commercial with their product placement, so you just merge the whole thing. Exactly. Hey, just you know what's really one funny? One big show. The CNET Jokes. commercial on Google Video. It oh, is. Yeah. Look it up. It's pretty funny. So funny. Um, and then this story I insisted on discussing, discussing today. It's <laughs> disgustingly <laughs> hilarious. Um, apparently, Bill Gates, his mountain of cash is so vast that the tax office in the United States has to store his financial data on a special computer. Wow. He Is was it at, a Windows computer? <laughs> probably. Probably not. Danger. You know you're uh, big We need to keep it safe, so he we're spoke. putting it on a Linux or a Mac. He spoke at a Microsoft conference held in Lisbon and said, my tax return in the United States has to be kept on a special computer because their normal computers can't deal with the numbers. Why would he tell people that? So I'm constantly getting these notices telling me I haven't paid something when really it's just on the wrong computer. <laughs> and really it's just a Windows error. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, oh, uh, voicemail. Bill. And I believe this is from Paul, not Ron. 
he didn't say, but it sounds like him. Uh, but he's issuing a challenge. Hey, Tom, Molly, Veronica. Um, I did call you yesterday to report on that poem stuff, but you didn't play my call, which I understand you guys are so popular now. Um, but I couldn't get the iTunes video to work um, for converting it to poem. Um, however, I do have a challenge for you. If you can find me a converter that will convert um, dot m4v files, um, then you could possibly uh, work or uh, make that convert to the poem uh, compatible files. But if you know there's not one of those that exists, then I don't really know what you can do for that. But um, I'd call in and say that, um, and don't give any 24 spoilers, because uh, I watch it and I love it. So, uh, thanks for the podcast. Bye. So this is a challenge to the Buzz Out Loud listenership. <laughs> I think it was meant to be a challenge to us, but well, we're punting. We'll, 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 we'll open it <laughs> you up. You guys handle it. No, we'll tucking, open, tucking. We're not punting. We're opening it up. Right. Opening. I'm going to try. Uh, if you can convert an M4V to a Palm-compatible video file, we'll send let you a us t-shirt. know. Yeah, we'll send you a t-shirt. First one we get. First Unless email I do get. it first, then I get the t-shirt, <laughs> which I actually don't have one. Um, a cool email from Ben, who has emailed us a couple times. This is Benjamin Stein? Benjamin Stein. Yeah, with his um, money. With his money, he got a call a couple days ago from an old friend who I hadn't heard from in a long time. He says, he was inspired to get in touch with me because he heard you read an email from me on the podcast last week. How cool is that? Yay. That's very cool. That is very cool. That's what See, we're all about. out loud, bringing people Social together. networking. That's we're right. so web 2.0. Oh, don't even talk about it. We're like it. podcast 2.0. <gasps> 3.0. <laughs> bubble 2.0? 4.0. Oh, speaking of Bubble, I watched it, by the way. I oh, finished yeah? watching it? it. It's good. It's a good little flick. I liked it. Hmm. Anyway, right. that's my review. Good um, little flick. We've talked a lot about Aaron lately. He's the one with the son, Ethan, who we, Hi, Ethan. we shouted out to. Hi, Ethan. Hi, Ethan. Hi, sweetie. It turns out that Ethan is three and a half. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. And also, um, it's pretty soon, Aaron... Ethan is going to have a new little sister. Aw, congratulations. And apparently Ethan is already showing the effects of listening to Buzz Out Loud every day. His new favorite phrase is fair use. <laughs> Say it, Ethan. Oh, Say fair use. You little nubbin. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, thanks to Brad for pointing out that I stood up for Americans being more than just United States people. He's in Whistler, Canada. Right on. Aww. And a uh, shout out to Maria on the Frapper map, which has slowed down a little bit. We don't have as many people posting to it. So Frapper with no E, Frapper.com slash Buzz Out Loud. Uh, but she is in my Gays, Puerto Rico, and shout out to all the computer girls out there. Woot! Big up. Peace out. All right. <laughs> That's it, though. 1 800 616 CNET. Give us a call or email us buzz at CNET.com. Post on the forums, forums.cnet.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. See you there. Adios. Bye. 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 Bye.